Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The funeral, as we know it, is becoming a relic just in time for a death boom. Oh, God. Dana West knows how to throw a fabulous memorial shindig. She hired Los Angeles Celebration of Life planner Allison Bossert. They now exist. Can you believe it? To create what West dubbed Memorial Memorial Palooza for her father, Howard, in 2016, a few months after. None of us is going to get out of this alive, said Barcelona Helms. Uh, we can't control how or when we die, but we can say how we want to be remembered. At Howard's remembrance, there was a crowd of more than 300 people at Sony Picture Studios, a hot door cart from the famed L.A. stand, gift bags, the hit being a baseball cap described with life's not fair, get over it. A constellation of speakers. Oh, it was a Hollywood with Jerry Seinfeld as the... Cl- I'd rather die than that Jerry Seinfeld as a... As a wait a minute, he did die as a closer. See, Howard was ha- Seinfeld's personal manager. So this is not for the average person. This is for the ass, the ass wipes in Hollywood. And Bobka. Death is a given, but not the time on it. As increasingly secular, nomadic, and casual America shredding the rules about how to commemorate death, and it's not just among the well... Summer embalmed, embalmed body funerals with their $9,000 interest average for many families a relic. Instead, end-of-life ceremonies are being personalized. Golf course cocktail send-offs, backyard potluck memorials, more Sinatra and Clapton, less Ave Maria, <laughs> more Hawaiian shirts, fewer dark suits. Family want to put the fun in funerals. Can we talk, stop for a minute, guys? Jim, do you can't sound off. Do you want a regular funeral whenever you pass? Yeah, no. Or do you want a Hollywood funeral? No, I'm very traditional that way, but I did request that my wife, and I've told her this for years, that I would like a black Baptist choir because I love the, that gospel music. That's very nice. That's very nice. And, Clint, do you care to chime in on your thoughts? You're very young. You don't even think about these things. Um, I, I, I tend to go with a traditional new orleans second line oh my god let's play some music on those let's get some both of those in here i've thought about it for myself and it freaks me out i don't want to accept that i'm going to die and i shouldn't talk about it but i get scared some nights i said you know idiot you will eventually in some period of time you're at a certain age have you thought about it no well, what are you waiting for? I can't do it. I can't sit there. Because what I want, first of all, is like a military send-off, even though I am not in the special forces. I would love to have a special forces, uh, uh, you know, what are they, the, the Amazing Grace and the, the Bagpipers. I'd like to be buried in, the, in, in uh, Arlington National Cemetery. I'd like a flyover of, of uh, F-21 jets. I'd like a 21-gun salute. 
I'd like thousands of people in the in this from around the country. It ain't going to happen. But that's what I'd like. Otherwise, what's the point? I have three friends that I can invite. They're probably going to be out of town or they won't come. <laughs> so I have to open it to my audience. But so this is the problem. We don't know what we're going to do. I think of my poor father's funeral. It was so tragically sad. And, you know, there it was, my mother's funeral. I, I mean, it's terrible when you think about it. I don't think it should be turned into a comic act for Jerry Seinfeld. And I think the passing of a life is a very serious event. And I don't think it should be trivialized by the schmucks of ruined America with the celebrations and pizza and, and golf and tennis. Screw them. They don't know anything. They have no values. They're a bunch of stone idiots. And now they want to destroy funerals and, and the death the death ritual. Let them all go to hell where they belong with a, you know, with a pizza party. I'm sick of them all. They don't set the trend for me. I mean, there are certain things that are, that, are immu- that are immutable and not changeable. And one of them is the passing of a life. It's a very serious thing. It's a very serious thing. It should be taken seriously, and it should be done with a very somber ceremony. That's the memorial, you know, of the person's life and the meaning of the life, the children, the grandchildren, the people a person has affected. That's what should be done, not this crap that they do in Hollywood, these jerks. As I said, they ruin the country. They ruin the world with their disgusting imagery, and now they're going to ruin the funeral. If there was a God in heaven... Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. You know why I love Stamps.com? Because who has time to go to the post office? I don't. You're busy. Who's got time for all that traffic, parking, lugging all your mail and packages? Not me, not you. That's why I love Stamps.com. It's why you need Stamps.com. It's one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. You know, the rates are actually lower with Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings you all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your own computer. Listen carefully. Let's say you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or you're a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. All of you can be helped through Stamps.com and it can be done with ease. Here's how you do it. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send them. And once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp. Did you hear me? It sounds like it's not a lot. If you're doing volume, five cents per first-class stamp is a lot of money. And you also get 40% off priority mail. Did you hear me? All with Stamps.com. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. That's right. You heard me. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. It saves you time. It saves you money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Now, listen carefully, please. Right now, Savage listeners are going to get a special offer, which includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, 
and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. What do you do to get this great deal? Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Savage Nation. That's Stamps.com, and enter Savage Nation. Save yourself a trip to the post office. Get a discount on all of your mail. Just go to Stamps.com, enter Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Well, it's still early for me, and I don't know when you're listening to this, but here goes the news of the day. I'm doing a summary for all of you because most of you don't want to look at the news anymore. It's so horrible. I know I try to avoid it lately. I try to avoid the news. That's And I'm in the news business, and I don't want to, I don't want to read the news. It's so depressing. But I have to do it for a living, right? So let's start with the, um, the latest poll on the Democrat side. The communist fake a Bernie uh, Sanders takes the lead for the Democrat nomination. And this creepy Mayor Pete, whoever he is, he's going nowhere. I mean, this is a complete construct of of Hollywood. This Mayor Pete Buttigieg is an absolute nobody. He has nothing to offer. He's not running on anything other than I'm gay and I have a husband. As I have said before, I'm a sexual libertarian myself. I don't care what people do. But that's not enough of a campaign slogan. I am married and have a husband. That's not going to sell in America. Maybe it will sell in West Hollywood and on Bleecker Street and in San Francisco. It's not selling in America. This is a, a made-up thing out of the media. Okay, fine. Bernie takes lead for Democratic from Emerson Polling. I can just imagine who Emerson Polling is. Probably three deviants in a room. Bernie Sanders, communist number one. Joe Biden, number two. Pete Buttigieg, three. Beto O'Rourke, four. Powell Warren, Julian Castro. I don't know who these people are. Andrew Yang, Cory Booker, Eric Swalwell, Amy Klobacher. Listen to this. Tulsi Gabbard, Tim Ryan. You look at this list. You know, you don't even see this one from San Francisco. Oh, here she is. Kamala Harris, the invented candidate from San Francisco, was number five. The rest no one ever heard of. Uh, someone else is polling higher than <laughs> somebody. It says someone else is polling higher than most of the <laughs> candidates. All right. So that's the Democrat side. We're starting with the Democrat side. Isn't that exciting? I'm going to tell you right now, if, if nothing changes, Trump's going to win by an 80-20 like a landslide. They've, they've eaten each other alive. Even the smart Democrats are saying that the leftists who have taken over the party have become an oligopoly. That is trying to destroy the party. It's a circular shooting squad, which may be a good thing, but maybe Trump can become a little more, uh, uh, you know what, a little more Trump-like. So that's the poll shock. Okay. Oh, the Mueller report? Not me. I'm not Rush Limbaugh. I'm not talking about it. Let's see. Pelosi orders Capitol Hill police to beef up security for Rep. Omar. Well... She attacks America. She attacks the president. She attacks Jews. She attacks the military. She spits on the graves of the warriors, and she wonders why some people are going crazy. I didn't say they should. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I've had real bad threats for the 25 years I'm in radio. And uh, I haven't seen anyone beefing up security for Michael Savage. Jimmy Carter says Trump called him to talk China. What does he want? Dim sum takeout? And he wants to know from Jimmy where the best takeout is in China on his next trip. From the American thinker, Dallas will no longer prosecute petty crimes. That should be nice. Are you listening to this? Dallas County DA John Cruzot 
is enacting sweeping changes to the way his office deals with crime. He will be giving petty criminals a pass. He will decriminalize most, quote, petty crimes against property, reform the bail system, and refuse to prosecute first-time drug offenders. Dallas Morning News says, But as we work toward improvements, we are apprehensive about Crusoe's plan to decriminalize low-level crimes. Oh, they're making sense, a newspaper? Jim, is the Dallas Morning News somewhat moderate or conservative? That they actually oppose this? They used to be moderate. They're they're semi-moderate, but they're a little more left-leaning now. Because you you live in Dallas, and I'm saying the Dallas Morning News is opposed to this decriminalizing so-called petty crimes. Because they're saying it's going to encourage petty crimes, and it's going to make police look the other way. And we can't lose sight of the thousands of real victims of these crimes. Let me tell you something. This was tried in San Francisco by Governor Moonbeam by releasing prisoners early. Crime has gone through the roof. There are over 30,000 car smash and breaks. They're breaking into uh, Apple stores and other stores and stealing smash and grabs. This was why New York almost died in the 70s on the Dinkins, the commie, or the incompetent moron. And it wasn't until Giuliani came along and cracked down on the squeegee men that crime got under control at the low end. And when you control cr- crime on the low end, you control it on the high end. I guess they haven't learned that yet in Dallas. These liberal mayors, where do they come from? New York City, speaking of New York City, uh, the rich are getting hit with record tax bills. Many of them are trying to leave New York. And the reason that they're moving out of the city is because the uh, tax shock, not only state taxes, but because Trump's tax plan punished everyone in New York who makes money and everyone in California who makes money because we can no longer deduct our state income tax, which is very high, from our federal tax burden. In other words, off our gross income. Who's going to pay for a massive national debt? According to the Hill Tax Day Trauma, paying for a massive national debt. No one cares about it anymore. At the rate the national debt is rising, interest payments... The fastest growing part of the federal budget will be bigger than Medicaid by next year and the military by 2025. No one cares. There's no longer any conservatives in radio or television to even talk about the national debt. They used to be. When we had Democrat uh, presidents who were running up the national debt, all they did was scream every day. But today, the beached whale and his little minnows who follow him have nothing to say about the national debt. Trump's zany idea to dump illegal aliens into sanctuary cities is finally being reviewed, and guess what? It could actually help illegal aliens stay in the U.S. It's a dumb idea. It was just not even thought. It was just said, sounded good. But the fact of the matter is, all it will do, all it will do is give illegal aliens a further reason to stay in these cities. Measles cases continue to soar, stirring concern over long tax. Now, I've told you immigrants bring in epidemics. Measles was largely con- controlled in America. And then what happened was illegals are pouring into America, uh, many of them infected with measles. In fact, there's an interesting story I linked up on michaelsavage.com, and I have to go to this. This is an interesting story. Actually, I put it on Twitter. I have to read this off Twitter because it's a really great story to show you who's coming in. And I told you, and not happily so, I'm not boasting about it, Here's my headline, at a savage nation, which you should visit once in a while. My headline is, illiterate in Spanish and very sick, Catholic charities drops them at our hospitals and schools 
the rape of our nation. So it's from a New York Post article, and this story is really, it's so grating, it's shocking. Their headline is, Inside a Father and Daughter's Perilous Search for Asylum. And we're supposed to have sympathy now. Now listen to this. You, you're totally all coming to work, right? Honduran migrants Jairo Avila and his daughter De Elis Danora Avila Funes. They are a typical example of the roughly 1,000 Central American migrants who pour into the small border city of McAllen, Texas, every day, triggering what the mayor calls a humanitarian crisis. Now listen to this story. Unable to speak English and illiterate even in his, relative, in his native Spanish. The Honduran native also has epilepsy, and he suffered a seizure and fell during the grueling 21-day trek through Guatemala and Mexico with his five-year-old daughter, Delis Danora. Wait a minute. This gets even worse. It's so sad. Cabreras, who left behind a wife and a two-year-old son, also missed a while he's seeking asylum on grounds that his homeland is overrun with gang violence. That's a cover, and it's a bunch of crap. His primary motive for coming to the U.S. was to seek a better life. Are you listening? My dream is to have a house for me and my family. Cabrera, speaking in Spanish, told the Post. I feel there are good people here. There are no good people in Honduras. Are you ready for the rest of the story? The daughter is also very sick. She's also running a high fever. She's also sick. The father and daughter were released pending an April 24th court hearing in Tampa, Florida, right, where Cabreras has a friend who paid for bus tickets and is willing to put them up while the legal asylum process plays out. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for who is waiting for at the door? Cabreras and his daughter were helped at the bus station by McAllen's Catholic Charities Humanitarian Respite Center, which gave them sandwiches and water for their bus ride to Florida. The dad was also handed with a large white envelope containing his and Delis's court papers, the name of a free public defender in Tampa, and instructions on how to find free medical care there. Are you listening to this? Free medical care, free legal care, free housing. The country is drowning. And this problem has to stop. And there's only one way to stop it. And that's charge Catholic charities, Baptist Family Services, and the other groups helping these poor illegals to dip into our freebies, pay for all of the costs. Will it be done? Never in a million years. But I want to confirm something in this story that I'm the only one in the media told you. I've been saying it for over a year. Am I right, Jim? Most of those who are coming are illiterate in Spanish as well as English. They are the absolute bottom of the barrel from their own countries. Their own country can't and doesn't want to take care of them. They're sick. They're illiterate. They will not work. And they're dumping them on us because we're a stupid nation of morons. What is the answer? Is it a lack of compassion? Well, there is a United Nations. Where do all of those billions go? Has anyone ever talked about the U.N. ought to take care of these migrants? No. No, I'm the only one. So th that's a heartbreaking story on so many levels, mainly for our own poor. Las Cruces, New Mexico, Washington Times, pleads for help in migrant drop-offs. This is going to be an ongoing event. So Las Cruces city officials are appealing for donations of food and personal hygiene items and a state medical program to seek volunteers to provide health assessments of migrants. They better have a TB shot. That's all I can say. Well, anyway, it's getting worse by the day. It's, it's swamping the country, which is why you're seeing more homeless in the streets of America. Because the services that are here for our own poor and indigent are being given to the illegal aliens. It's heartbreaking on every level. 
ABC News, new concerns Trump administration may be laying legal groundwork for military action against Iran. Just what the doctor ordered. Now we need war with Iran. Isn't that great, Clint? Clint, what do you think of that? Don't you think we should go to war with Iran, Clint? I do not. Why not? I mean, isn't war going to make America greater? More body bags, more men coming home without legs. I think we've got uh, enough wars on the home front. Can you believe this? We're going to have a war with Iran. Who's doing this? There's only one answer to this. The mustache. Only one answer. Huh? Mustache. Walrus and the neocons. This is frightening. We don't have enough trouble. Now we need war. The only one speaking against it is Senator Rand Paul, who said, I'm troubled that the administration can't unequivocally say that you haven't been given a power. I can tell you explicitly, you have not been given power or authority by Congress to have war with Iran. Good for you, Rand Paul. But the others are lining, are lining up already for the, for, the, for the gravy. Okay, that's all we need now is war. If Trump la- launches war against Iran, I will tell you right now, all of the Eddies and Ediths that I motivated will not go to the polls. They will not vote for him. And by the way, it's going to be, it could be an 80-20. It could also be marginal if this keeps up. If he keeps blowing out the budget, if he keeps letting the war hawks lead him to war and things of that nature and the illegals are not stopped, I'm not so sure it's going to be a dance in the sun for him. And it's not that the people who voted for him are going to vote for Bernie. Uh-uh. It's they're not going to vote at all, which could give the opposition the edge that they need, God forbid, to turn this country into a Marxist hellhole. Now, here's an interesting story. Obama advisor's book is ranked 1,030 on Amazon. How did it make it to the New York Times bestseller list? <laughs> right? I get ranked in the top and I'm not on the list. Right? You saw what happened to my book, Stop Mass Hysteria? I sold more books than Valerie Jarrett did. Valerie Jarrett, a top advisor, blah, 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 is number 1,030 on Amazon's list of top sellers. It's ranked 1,244 on BNNs, where signed copies are being sold for less than the suggested retail. Yet the book was 14th on the New York Times bestseller list. How is that possible? Because they put it there. They made it up. Everything is a lie. Clint, Jim, I'm telling you, nothing makes sense anymore. No, it's the Uh, truth. This guy, Pete, whatever his name is, the South Bend mayor, who has absolutely no credentials to be be president other than he's loved by Hollywood, promises debt-free college. He isn't for free college, but instead looking at ways to lessen the cost of college. Well, it is simple. Don't go to college. If you can't afford it, don't go. I worked my way through through City College. That's all. I wanted to go to a private college. And my father said, sorry, Michael, I don't have the money. You're going to go to a city college. No, I dreamed of four years of drug, sex, and rock and roll with a brand new car to go with it. I dreamed of an ivy-colored campus with beautiful girls uh, and shagging them every night. I dreamed of it all. But Dad said to me in the car ride to work one day, you're not going to a private college, Michael. I don't have the money. He didn't even say sorry. He just said, you're not going to a private college. Go to a city college and then take a job after school. Did I like it? No, I didn't like it. I dreamed of going off to some beautiful college in the Midwest or in the Northeast and with ivy walls, snow falling on my face, walking around campus at night, you know, with one pretty girl after another. I dreamed of it all. Student, I didn't even think of studying. What did I have to studying have to do with it? So I went to a city college, that's all. What do you mean college is too expensive? First of all, close half of them down. Secondly, don't go if you can't afford it. Uh, There are now as many Americans who claim no religion as there are evangelicals and Catholics a survey finds. Okay, let's see. No religion has topped the survey of Americans' religious identity. The non-religious edged out Catholics and evangelicals in the long-running general social survey. 23% of Americans now claim no religion. 
religious nuns, N-O-N-E-S, not N-U-N, uh, religious nuns, <laughs> as they are called by researchers, are a diverse group made up of atheists, agnostics, the spiritual, and those who are non-specific organized religion in particular. A rejection of organized religion is the common thread they share. And you know why? Well, I think I know why, Jim. Can you guess as to why people are turning away from their religions? Let's start with the Catholics. Would you send a young boy to a gym today in these days? Well, maybe with a, a police monitor. Well, I mean, like, I, I still go to church and I still take part in the church, but. No, I understand. You, but would you, you send a young boy to a priest? Yeah, I mean, there, it, it's would? not like that anyway. It's not like that anymore where well, I can. You said you would send the young boy to a priest? No, but it's like I can remember going to the movies with our priest. And but oh, Jim, to, please, this is a family show. I come know. On. Well, see, but <laughs> nothing happened. But no, I'm joking. Oh, come on. But you went in a group, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they were different. Come on. What's happened? Why are there so many deviants in that? All right. But so many. Does it have to do with the marriage thing? Do you think what that they can't get married? Right. I've said priests should be able to marry. They used to be able to. Where does this come from? The celibacy. Who invented that one? That's why we're attracting so many nutcases. Anyway, okay, so there are now many, uh, no religion as there were evangelicals and Catholics. So then, let's see. A lot of people are leaving religion because they can't take going in there and, and they don't have any relationship with God. All they hear about is, is liberalism. Churches have turned into liberal uh, pulpits. The same with Jewish synagogues. The only ones that you can tolerate if you're really into Judaism are the ultra-Orthodox where there is no religion. I mean, there's only religion and there's no politics at all. None. And by the way, they're usually very conservative, the Orthodox Jewish people. Okay, Pelosi rips half cortex, says her posse in Congress is like five people. <laughs> I told you the day would come that she'd stand up to these crazy screeching maniacs. So you are contending with a group in Congress. Over here on the left flank are these self-described socialists. On the right, these moderates. And you yourself said that you're the only one who can unify everybody. And the question is, can you? By and large, uh, whatever orientation they came to Congress with, they know that we have to hold the center, that we have to go down the mainstream. They know that? They do. You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. That's like five people. No, it's... The progressive group is more than well, progressive. I'm a progressive, yeah. So she's finally standing up to Cortex and uh, the American-hating Muslim, right? Israeli scientists print world's first 3D heart with human tissue. I don't understand this 3D printer. The Jews came up with a 3D heart? What? You just, I mean, I could go on in radio for another thousand years <laughs> if this one wears out. I'd leave it to my friends over there in Israel. They printed a 3D heart with human tissue. God, do I hope this works out. This is the first time anyone in here has successfully engineered and printed an entire heart replete with cells, blood vessels, ventricles, and chambers, said Prof. Tal Devere of TAU School of Menace, Molecular Biology and Biotechnology, Department of Material Science and Engineering, in the Center for Nanoscience and Nanotechnology and the Sagal Center for Regenerative Biotechnology. That's a little different than Africana studies at Barnard or ethnic studies at Harvard, I would say. I have a question um, for a, you about that. Do you uh -oh. think that's ethically right or do you think uh, we should let it go the way it is if you're born with what you're born with? Well, that's like saying don't treat disease at all. 
Okay, fair. Jim, Jim, if you, God forbid, reached the point where your heart was failing and they gave you quadruple bypass and it still didn't help and you had a chance to get a, a 3D heart, whatever that may be, a printed heart, I don't even know how that works, and start your life all over again with a healthy heart, you would take it. You're probably right, but do you think that opens a door for um, uh, unethical things like creating life out of nothing? You know what? I'm not ready for the box or the or the furnace. Let's put it to you that way. As an older guy, I'll take the 3D heart over the furnace or the box on the ground. Okay? I'd rather suffer through another podcast for the rest of my life, you know, eternity. <laughs> I'd rather suffer through doing daily podcasts than be, either be thrown into the furnace or buried one way or the other. Yes, I, I choose life every time, Jim. Okay, fair. Even with the suffering and the agony. Men with beards carry more germs than dogs, including deadly bacteria in facial fuzz study claims. This comes out of the sun in England. Men with beards carry more germs than dogs. Oh, my God. Ugh. Researchers discovered that nearly half of all sampled beards hosted bugs. Dangerous to human health. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? In examining the beards of 18 men and the necks of 30 dogs from a number of breeds... Scientists found that even hounds had lower levels of microbes than the beards <laughs> surveyed. Professor Andreas Gutzit of Switzerland's Hirschlinden Clinic said, The researchers found a significantly higher bacterial load. I don't like that, do you? I'm sorry, that's a wrong word. Bacterial load in uh, specimens uh, taken from the men's beards compared with the dog's fur. <laughs> No wonder we hug our dogs. It's safer to hug your dog and kiss him than to kiss your husband with a, a, a hipster beard. I don't like those beards. You know, I have a trim beard. Those big beards like that David Letterman beard. There's something. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with it. Yeah. And that every hipster Jim, has trust one. guys with those big hipster beards. And no. David Letterman. No. You know, there's, there's something wrong with them. They're showing off something. I don't get it. This is why Clint and I are separated by a big table. The study found all the bearded men aged from 18 to 76 showed high microbial counts, while only 23 out of 30 dogs had high counts. See that, Teddy? Teddy's snoozing away down there. And the remainder had moderate love. Seven of the men were shown to have bugs hazardous to human health. Oh, God. I wonder if David Letterman's beard could be analyzed. You know, I see these big fuzzy beards. They're all commies, every one of them. Speaking of danger and uh, no religion, I would say that we should now look at some of the other news sites while we're here. No, actually, you know what I'm going to do is go over to my, uh, did they want to see my tweets over the weekend, my nutty tweets? Let's see. On Fridays, I get very um, upset that the week is over. So on Friday, I posted climate Nazis say not a debatable issue. And I said, remember, primary rule of science is there are no absolutes. Science is always open to new knowledge, new data, new findings, right? And Helen Cunningham wrote this. She said, when politicians say global warming is settled science, they are conflating science with law. Maybe law can be settled through precedence, SCOTUS decisions, etc. But science is never settled. These people are proving that they're lawyers, not scientists. That's exactly my point. And Helen is a neuroscientist. With a real PhD. And, you know, this is why talk radio is being destroyed, because lawyers have infested talk radio. 
and they were impo- and both they were all failed lawyers, by the way. They couldn't make it in the law, so they became talk show hosts. I'm telling you the truth. They had no capacity to make it as a lawyer, so they became a, a talk show host. You hear? So they apply they apply the reason of law to the unreason of talk radio. They don't know the first thing about science. There were a few other great comments on this, and people learned that there were no absolutes in science. Johnny writes, the climate system is a coupled, nonlinear, chaotic system, and therefore the long-term prediction of future climate states is not possible. And he's quoting the IPCC third assessment, saying you can't predict the future. It's all propaganda. Are you listening? So anyway, this this was a tweet uh, that was very good. And then a man writes, Eli Brody writes, primary rules of science, Savage says, no absolutes. I agree, Michael. Try engineering where technology is changing every four to six months now. And yet you hear low, loser lowlifes like, the science is established. 98% of scientists agree. This is stupidity. A surprising lack of understanding by how massively uninformed they are. Okay, and one other thing, most reported science can't be duplicated, so it's not science at all. The primary issue of science is that, you know what the rule of science is? What you call something that is scientific? Is that you can duplicate the results. Did you know that? You can't duplicate a statement that 97% of scientists, okay? Anyway, that's the story. And and uh, who are the climate Nazis? Uh, They are the climate Nazis. Then I went on to time does not pass. We pass through time. I wrote that. Then I wrote be kind, just a short dance in the sun. I, I like that. Then I wrote, I was really angry on Saturday, I wrote, true true conservatism from talk show lawyers is like getting milk from a meat cow. I guess that didn't fly too well, but Clint got that one. And disease filthy bums taking over San Francisco airport, I swear to God, I have an image you'll die from. They're taking the last underground train at night from the city to the SFO airport, and they're living with their filthy, dirty bodies, their lice. Ugh, on the seats at an airport, they're going to destroy the city. Then I put up a nice picture of Al Sharpton. He was a fat slob, agitator, hater, shakedown artist. He's being given an honorary doctorate. Now, remember, this bum never went to college. Remember Tawana Brawley? Remember what he did to De- Detective Pagonis? This fat slob, shakedown artist, agitator is now being given an honorary doctorate when he doesn't even have a degree that makes him a reverend. It was an invention of his own mind. It's unbelievable to me the world I'm living in. And I will end on this note. Illiterate in Spanish and very sick. Catholic charities drops them in our hospitals and schools. They're raping our nation. Make Baptist Family Services, Catholic Charities, and every other grifter organization on the border. Bringing them into our cities, pay the tab. Okay? That's it for the day on the Savage Podcast. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>